Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Ladies and gentlemen, professional drinking with infamous Pog. Oh, <laughs> oh, I hear Tim in the background. Magnificent, actually. Look at me. I am now the critical drinker. We've been podcasting for an hour now. Come on. I love I love that show. I'm sorry. It's, it's a and great this, show. And this is why why Tim. Past oh, career, all our dialogue changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Yes, we'll put this dumb shit in episodes. Hey, Big Boss himself is here. No, it's just for so the people. It's just so these guys can see you. Hey, look! Look what we found. Timmy. Time for another Achieving Reality, the podcast. This week's a good one. We have Tim Everett on for his first ever podcast. First one. He is the uh, director, writer, and man of many hats for uh, Nocturne, the machinima that I play Scourge in, and The Cost of Living, which is a very touching movie about war and PTSD. Uh, it's very good. And then you'll hear a little bit about both of those throughout the podcast. And uh, we have his uh, lovely wife, Erica, not Aaron, uh, mostly because I'm just an asshole and don't know how to say names. So sorry about that, Erica. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. All right, who had 12 minutes late? Who had 12 minutes late in the pool? <clears throat> Paying that out? Uh, no, no, it's 11. So whoever had 12, uh, it just misses bullshit. out. That is some bullshit. The uh, Atlanta traffic. And also the fact that they apparently mislabeled all their exits now because of the construction. What, yeah. did you think we would have them right? They're like, this is exit Atlanta. 27. So exit 27 <clears throat> approaches and there's no exit 27. So doing the officiating thing. <laughs> We've got about 20 minutes of Zoom time, give or take. 20 minutes of Zoom time? Give or take, because I'm cheap, and I, you know, being a cheap American Jew, I don't pay for things. But everything's going? We're already recording? Oh, you're we're good recording. to go. Okay. You're good to go. We haven't been so, recording? We ha- uh, No, not prior to this, no. Okay. That's probably for the best. So you're, you're saying... Yeah. So, yeah. Why is James looking all sexy? Well, there he is. Now he's not looking so sexy. <laughs> all right, everybody. So uh, we're going to get into the whole thing. Well, since you don't need me anymore. So, yeah, so we'll see you later, Chris. You're paying my ass anyways. All right, so we can get this done. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to Achieving <laughs> Rally, the podcast. I'm Larry, but 
Most of the people on the screen know that. And uh, it says no one can see this, so it goes out. Then that's true. So, but everybody listening uh, also knows it because um, you've been listening to me for 10 years. Nine. So, whatever. 10 in a few days. Nine. I thought it was already nine. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, we're here with the lovely Aaron and Tim, which you all know, but nobody else does. And Chris and myself, we're always here. Uh, this is the first time uh, Tim's been on a podcast, so everybody point and laugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk. about starting with a real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're here to talk about uh, the Nocturne, uh, and I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong because I always do. Machinima? That's how I've always pronounced it. Yeah. No, that's too Jewish. Uh, so, um, I just kind of like to know, uh, Tim, from you, uh, considering you're the guy who's the uh, brains behind it, as far as I know. What is a, a, a machinima, a machinima, or a machinima, or whatever? A what machinima? you know, Tim? Machinima is uh, basically where you take video game footage and you manipulate it however you want. Um, like if you, if you have a sandbox kind of universe, then you can pretty much do whatever you want. You essentially make scripted linear or nonlinear films or commercials, gags, whatever. So like a popular one that everyone should know is Red versus Blue. Oh, okay. So that's what Machinima is. And we set ours in the Star Citizen video game, which is currently classified as in development, Alpha. And uh, what made you want to do this game in Nocturne? This game is, graphically, it is very beautiful. In 4K, it looks absolutely stunning. For an alpha, it's it's fairly polished. It's science fiction, and I belong to a collective of gamers called Black Widow Company. Uh, we had started uh-huh. playing this years ago when the game was first announced. And we got into the game, and I just was, I was filming something. I was playing the game, and I saw something that I thought was unique. And so I captured it on video, and then I thought I could build something around this. So I built this little tiny scenario, and uh, I had a couple people provide voices for it. And when they saw it, they started asking questions like, well, what happens next? Well, I don't know. That's the end of it. So I wrote a little bit more, and the pandemic came along. The Atlanta film industry, everybody pretty much stopped working, Mm -hmm. allegedly. I did. I belong to the Atlanta film industry, I'm part of the Atlanta film industry, and I had to stop working on a lot of my projects as well because nobody wanted to work, even with heightened protocols and whatnot. So we just started doing this. Everybody was working from home. There are a lot of Atlanta industry actors and other people that are crew on other projects, things like that, providing voices. A lot of a lot of us are gamers, so we're playing the game together anyway. Uh, most of the people that actually provide the bodies to run around in the universe are part of Black Widow Company or other organizations that are partnered with us. So we just started writing the script and put out a couple of episodes. It was originally going to be one episode and it blossomed from like five minutes into 10 minutes and then 10 minutes into 30 minutes. So we, we broke that up into episodes of like 10 or 15 minutes each. Uh, fleshed it out some and then people wanted to see more so we just kept on writing so now we're trying to slog our way through episodes six and seven and get those completely filmed edited and released so we can move on with our storyline yeah very cool so everybody that's on the call do you guys play with him or because i don't i'm just scourge and that's it not like that 
<laughs> I'm James, by the way. Thank you. Um, I just voiced the character Sarge, who's always known for his wisecracks and always uh, talks about himself in the first person. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, help Tim out and play that character, man. Um, and it's real fun to do so. I'm Matt Vigno. I'm one of the people helping Tim film in-game. I run around in the game with him to uh, help set up the shots and uh, help him with the uh, face motion capture that the game allows so that before the actors do the voice lines, we have to record our characters saying lines so that when Tim's editing them together, he matches lines with what the character's saying. So it looks like it's coming from the animation instead of just a disembodied voice. Originally, I got involved just to, to help film, and then next thing I know, I'm helping the right episodes. He liked a line that, uh, or an idea or something I, I'd thrown out there, and next thing he knows, he has me uh, turned into an episode. Now I'm helping him put together shots and, and write stuff, and it's a really cool experience. Okay, so uh, my name is Aaron Jeffers. Uh, I voice Poindexter. I don't really, I haven't been able to help Tim much because uh, I joined the project when I was... Um, overseas so i was not able to really have a, a decent internet connection being deployed and even even then it's kind of difficult to get my lines down because you know i'm sitting there in my chew trying to record everything and then my neighbors are like yo what the hell is going on with this dude like he's just randomly going off so but now now that i'm home i'd like to get you know get a little bit more involved and help out so have you done anything else for Tim? You know, any, all of you, any of the other things, been there live or whatnot? I've done some script review. I've, I've looked at a couple of things. Uh, you're, you're stuttering. Sorry, it's my connection. Uh, dialogue and whatnot, though. Not not a whole lot. Yep, yep, yep. And my internet's going to shit. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> We'll be back after these messages. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Matt, you do uh, you help write, and you've read some other scripts for him and other things like that, and you've helped him with some dialogue and everything. That's correct. All right, I've, and I've uh, tried to be the uh, an extra set of eyes on things, or to uh, help him soundboard some ideas. Uh, since I'm not physically located down in Georgia, up near. Philadelphia. Yeah, I, um, I actually filmed the fight scene with uh, Cost of Living. I was one of the soldiers, and I did the homeless guy scene as well for that film. Oh, very cool, very cool. And you were on deployment, so you haven't really had a chance? Um, I actually, being on deployment, I gave Tim some funding uh, for a couple of his scenes uh, to try and make the... And there it goes. Great. We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by Chicken and a Biscuit Crackers. Hi, kids. Do you like crackers? You do? Yay! Do you like chicken fingers? You do? That's great! Well, we have a snack for you, you bastards. Chicken and a Biscuit, motherfucker! These take the tastiness of both crackers and chicken fingers and cram them into one fucking thing. Grab your parents and tell them you can't fucking handle life without chicken and a biscuit crackers. They're fucking awesome. Oh, yummy. 
waiting. I mean, it'll still, we can still do this thing. Um, and I'll edit it. Yeah. It'll sound flawless. So uh, will we, will anybody else be able to watch Nocturne at any point in time? So it's it's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Oh, okay. We promote it as much as possible. There's there's Pog. It's the uh, BWC? Uh, yeah, on the BWC Films YouTube channel. Hey, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. So you were saying you, you helped with some funding? Uh, yes, uh, not a whole lot. You know, I, I gave Tim, uh, you know, he discussed some, some extra scenes he wanted to get done. And I was like, okay, oh well, yeah, I'll, I'll slide you some money. But, you know, like I said, being deployed for almost the whole time that, uh, you know, I've known Tim, I haven't really been able to do too much. Uh, but now that I'm home again, I'm actually looking forward to hopefully, you know, being able to drive down and help out because I'm, I'm up in North Carolina, so it's not too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still within driving distance, but, you know. All right, cool, cool, cool. Do you do a different voice for Poindexter, or do you have a specific way of thinking when you're running out those lines? Tim actually gave me Poindexter because his character matches my personality very closely. And uh, when we, we were talking about developing the voice for Poindexter, you know, I gave him a couple different uh, voices. I was like, hey, do you want it like a really nasally nerd, or like how do you want it? And, and uh, Tim was just like, hey, man, read it in your natural speaking voice. Uh, with all the characters, we try not to do, like, excessive voice inflections. Except for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that Christian Bale Batman thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> I hate pirates. Shh! Spoilers! You're not supposed to know Scourge yet. No, you're not supposed to know that I hate pirates yet. Actually, they all do. Spoilers! Spoilers. It's yeah, kind of a whole mess. Yeah, what? It, no, it's kind of a thing. No, no. <laughs> it's a little bit. Oh yeah, well, I'm sorry. We were on you, James. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that we we cut out. We had literally like ten seconds when you started speaking. So, not a problem. Not a problem. Did the homeless scene? Did the fight scenes for cost of living? Missed out on a couple of other scenes because I couldn't make it out. But um, yeah, definitely been on board with everything Tim's been doing with um. Bravo Whiskey Charlie films and um, can't wait for the future, man. Yeah, there you go. It's pressure, Tim. Oh, I'm always thinking about retiring. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, you know, after that last blockbuster you had. Yeah. <laughs> I made made all that money and now I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I got my castle on my pirate ship and good to go. There's some career goals. Solid career goals. Castle on a pirate ship. Castle on a pirate ship. Does that mean we have to call you Lord Tim? He actually is. I bought him a piece of land in Scotland. Oh, you did? You you did that? Oh, so technically he's Lord. So you have one square foot of uh, Scotland. It's a six by six. Oh. Can pitch a tin on it. uh, Well, we don't want to know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, let me see what what else I got here. Oh, yeah. So back to Tim. How would you decide on the the folks other than the ones that play? How did you decide on the folks to be part of Nocturne? And What's your casting process like, Tim? Yeah, that. Uh, it's, it's, I kind of follow a, a, the same process for casting Nocturne that I do with other films. I actually hate the casting process in general, just because my experience with it with indie film has been such a pain in the ass with people claiming they're going to commit. And, you know, you get 400 submissions or initial inquiries, and then you send out sides to everybody, and you might get 100 back. And of them, maybe 10 are good. So I added a couple of people that I knew were already experienced with voice acting or had good speaking voices, good recording equipment. 
and they'd actually volunteered to provide the voices. And then so that uh, makes me wonder why you picked me because I act crap and I don't sound good at all. Well, it's the character you don't. Oh, that's true. I, I just mean, do the Batman voice. So uh, yeah, as a, you are the one character that we just change the voice on constantly. So <laughs> we we sourced some of the people through the uh, the Drinking Bros community. Uh, specifically the nerds community, a couple of quote-unquote high-profile people that everyone in that group, they know who they are. Uh, they have their own followings as well, like Eric Totel and Gia. Uh, she's also known as Apollo. Is it Apollo Star cosplay, something like that? Apollo Star, yeah. Yeah. So we, we did it that way, and then for the other parts, we just kind of put out casting calls uh, on our Facebook page and Instagram and Twitter, and we provide them with a link to where they can see the the Facebook post it's set to public so all you do is just click the link and you can see that we've also started using discord uh, so we'll get people that submit for things they'll join the discord and the Facebook group so we'll kind of farm out parts for people who we haven't found them like a, a main character or a supporting character uh, so we have a couple of people who have provided multiple voices whilst they're waiting on something meteor that they can kind of hang on to for four or five episodes that's generally how we do it is post up on Facebook and then have people submit they'll email us uh we'll send them the side for that character and then they'll record the lines and send them back and then from there what i do is i take all of the submissions i assign them a number so that they're all anonymous and then i post them in our discord group for everyone to kind of listen to and they'll kind of vote on who they like the best and we'll kind of narrow it down either to one or two people and then go from there yeah. It's a very hard casting process. Yeah. Yeah, two question casting process. Yeah. Like, you busy? You busy? <laughs> and can you speak? You know anybody who isn't? <laughs> I mean, that works too, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. All right, well, that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I learned something. Yay. I don't normally learn anything ever. So, uh, uh, thanks, guys. Sorry for the hiccup in there. You got anything else going on that you want to talk about? Or Larry Cushy Short? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't cutting him short, just them. Um, they came a long way for this. Let them yeah. talk. <laughs> All the way over the internet. Uh, right. Put up with a lot of crap. We're continuing to work on Nocturne. Um, I've gotten a little bit of traction with the cost of living. Uh, we went and pitched the script to a panel of, of directors and producers and got some good feedback on how to make pitches, uh, how to improve the pitch that we had. The pitch deck that we had submitted was the first one that I'd ever done for it, and they liked it and went over pretty well with them. So I need to finish up editing on The Bounty Hunter. There are a couple of scenes that we wanted to film for that that I don't think we're going to get, so we'll have to make do with that. And then I had a couple of other projects that I wanted to do prior to COVID. Uh, one of them is a sci-fi project about a lonely, kind of socially awkward guy who attempts to resolve his intimate frustrations by purchasing a robotic sex doll. It's supposed to be set in the you know in the near future, so we were looking at actresses to fill that role. And then there was one that I had started writing. It's basically about uh, it's set in a fantasy genre. And it's it's an orc girl. There's a, like a power shift in her little clan, but she gets kicked out of the clan. So it was kind of going to be like a ten minute short where the most of it involved her on the run from these former friends of hers that are now trying to kill her and kind of playing off of the old, the racial biases that are evident in the fantasy genre with, you know, like elves and orcs always kind of being at odds, thanks to Tolkien, his Damn it, building. Tolkien.
We'll return after these messages. This episode of Cheating Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by Klaus and Scruffy's Beer Garden and Snack Shop. All right, I gotta go clean the toilet. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Klaus und Scruffy's Beer Garden und Snack Shop. We have a selection of German und real food. Hey, that is not nice. We have the largest choice of German beers in the whole USA. And don't forget about our list of sausages. We serve more sausages in one day than most beer gardens serve in one year. Plus, we have a huge selection of pale white sausage. Ooh. Klaus und Scruffy's Beer Garden und Snack Shop. The closest thing to being there. Come on down. Those were two projects that I'd looked at. Nocturne has gone on to, I think we've written out 15 episodes. We're working on season two. And there's also a kind of a standalone episode that we're going to end up incorporating into probably season one somewhere, primarily featuring the character of Sarge, uh, because there's there's so much <laughs> there's so much that we can do with that character. Um, I mean, we can do a lot with all the characters, but James really brings... Uh, a certain type of personality to the character, which has actually gotten us into some trouble <laughs> with with people that had no idea that Sarge was actually being voiced by somebody who is black. We were, we were accused of, of being racist because uh, they thought we were whitewashing Sarge and making him stereotypical in, in the way that he was saying things. And You can't take James anywhere. Right. Well, Jeez, <laughs> man. So the, the guy made a comment on the YouTube video, and he's like, I don't like Sarge. You guys are racist. This character is, you know, it needs a black voice actor. And so I, I just, I responded to it with the, the film's account, and I said, okay, I try to be very nice about it. And okay, um, I appreciate your feedback. Could you tell us more about what it is that you think? And the guy fired off a comment back again, and then James got on YouTube and commented. And James's profile picture is James, so it's very obvious who he is. And he's like, I'm the guy that does the voice for Sarge. You know, could you tell me how I could... I forget what he said specifically. It was something, something like, could you tell me how to be more black or something? Something <laughs> along those lines. And the guy just, he just shut down. He's just like, I'm not coming back. What'd you say, James? Yeah, I pretty much what Tim said, you know, I asked him, you know, what could I do to make the role better? Uh, what can I say to come off more black? Um, <laughs> you know, stuff stuff to that sort, man. And we, we never practice, heard James. from the guy. What's that? You got to practice, James. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to practice. You don't come man. naturally. I, I've been out of school, you know, but um, I think I can get it back. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Hang around Tim. But, yeah. We we never heard from the guy again. He he never commented back. Um, that was pretty pretty funny. Well, we can just count that as a win then. Well, if you're still out there, right. YouTube guy, we need your feedback. Yes, yeah. I, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> Come oh, well, it's it's funny reading that. Like uh, reading that made me think of uh, RDJ and Tropic Thunder. I'm a dude disguised as another dude oh. playing another dude. <laughs> 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 no. I was like, I was like, dude, really? Like James is like, you can, all you have to do is look at the casting, and you can see James's picture as Sarge. So like, yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, bit man. of research. 
one of the things that we did on the Facebook page in response to that was to start posting all the cast members because Gia is, I'm not sure what her ethnic background is, but she's... She's of mixed um, ethnicity. She's definitely not a gringo like us. And then uh, Rhea is also black and James obviously is not black. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm not black enough. Apparently not. <laughs> I'm black. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a pretty pretty diverse cast. It just happened to work out that way. It wasn't really. I'm sure we'll get people that are like, "Oh, you're enforcing diversity or some crap like that," and it's not really. Yeah, you're, you're enforcing it. Yeah. In the future, there is no diversity. Maybe white people could suck less. And <laughs> casting process. Yeah. All right, I think uh, I think we got plenty info there. Um, it's good to know that uh, James is going to work on being black, and uh, everyone else, you need to be more white. So uh, we'll just get on that right now. You make sure Pro is a little more nerdy. Put some pepper in the mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Take the raisins out of the potato salad. All right, so uh, uh, I'm happy to have you on. Like I said before, I'm sorry about the hiccup, but uh, we'll, we'll get that all figured out in post because uh, that's just how it works. It's this week, Kimasabi. Well, uh, he will get this all figured out in post. I'll just sit on my ass and watch YouTube like usual. But uh, it was good having you all on, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll hook this up and do this another time. We'll see you at the next Cost of Living shoot. Yeah, we'll see you maybe at the next Cost of Living shoot if there if there is one. Yeah, if we can get to feature film status, that would be great. There you go. We have the material for it. We just need lots of money. Yeah. For what? Me. Locations, equipment, people, crew, etc. We send money. A lot of money to film there in their urban warfare center. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Get a grant. Tell us a government thing. Who's who's grant? Uh, U.S. grant. Yeah. Oh, from Uncle Sam. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see you all later, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for coming I'll on, guys. Day, all right. All right. Okay. Now we can take a break, and then we'll spend the next few minutes torturing you. All right. All right. There you have it. Another episode of Achieving Reality the Podcast done and done. Tim, you did a great job. Erica, sorry again, I'm an idiot. And I'd also like to thank uh, all the guys who joined us on Zoom. All right, so for Chris, Merson, parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry Greenstein saying, well, I got really nothing to say here other than thank you all very much for being on the show and thank you all to the listeners for listening to our show. Don't forget to put in your earphones. See ya.
Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. This episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, has been brought to you by Dildex. <laughs> Seriously, who has she got coming up with this shit? Apparently, I've been sent another package <laughs> from uh, Tina. She's got the R&D department up there for uh, <laughs> Achieving Reality products just working overtime on apparently cleaning products. This one is called, <laughs> oh, God, Dildex. <clears throat> Hey everybody, how you doing? Are you tired of cleaning your windows and having that horrible vinegar smell? Well, so am I. And I love the scent of dill. So, we created Dildex. I'm sorry, I can't do this without laughing. <laughs> Basically, you're going to spray this on your window and wipe them clean. And you're going to give the entire house that wonderful smell of dill. So, everybody will think you had a tremendous amount of Pickles sitting in the basement. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> if you love the smell of dill and hate the smell of vinegar and ammonia, then the Dildex is for you. <laughs> oh my God, Dildex. Dildex by AR Products. It's a dilly.